now betting for the sports, sports animal, animal. Your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. Number two, two men on Van Nunley and, and Fred Slow. Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Monday, Albuquerque! You know what that means. Amory's going to kick off the show to start off the Kelsey boy. Kelsey Bo- Before we start off the Kelsey Bowl, before Fred Van... And the raging at the page began. You're listening 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. It's Monday. We're excited. We've had three good primetime games this past week, NFL fan. It is a great time to be alive going into week 12. Now, the Kelsey Bowl, we all hope it's good tonight. And I don't know about you, but I'm hammering the Eagles plus two and a half. In Arrowhead. Not only is Taylor Swift not going to be there, but I think the NFL wants to shake up the script. We got a short but great show for you here today on Two Men On. Uh, Before the boys join us, I just want to talk about the craziness of the NFL we had yesterday. And, of course, the Kelsey Bowl we have tonight. I know it's annoying. We're calling it the Kelsey Bowl because that is just what it is, okay? It's Jason Kelsey versus Travis Kelsey. I didn't even know these fun facts, y'all. They were the first brothers to face off each other in the Super Bowl. And Jason Kelsey has not beat Travis Kelsey in an NFL game yet. That is where it's not the whole Taylor Swift script for for my betting. And I know that's what the NFL loves right now, and it's brilliant marketing. I think it's time. I think Jason Kelsey is due, and it's going to happen tonight, plus two and a half. We're going to preview that with the boys at Howie's here in a little bit. But I thought I would dive in a little bit of NFL headlines. They got a great guest for you today. They got a lot on deck for you on such a short matter of time. So, And remember, this is the home. If you, if you Right after 530, we have the pregame for Monday Night Football tonight, and we always have all the primetime games, Thursday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, And like I just said, Monday night football. Now, yesterday was a wild game. Uh, Wild wild games all around. I love the 11 o'clock slot, the early games. It was a lot more fun than the afternoon games. And man, oh man, what a primetime game we had with the Minnesota Vikings and the Denver Broncos. Everyone thought the Broncos were done. They've won four straight in a row. It is hard to know where to start. Do a start? With Jordan Love, who had a career day, well, he better because his job is on the line and beat the Chargers. Or how about C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans overcoming three interceptions to hold off the Arizona Cardinals? Now, I know what you're telling me. You're like, Amory, it's the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Yeah, Kyler Murray's back, and they got a little bit of life in them, okay? Cardinals have kept game close, whether it's Josh Dobbs or Kyler Murray. They've been keeping it close, and C.J. Stroud continues to impress. I said on my show this past Saturday, 
C.J. Stroud's MVP-like season. He's definitely going to hopefully be rookie of the year. I am rooting for this guy. His odds jumped from plus 9,000 to plus 2,000 to win the NFL MVP, and, and, and deservingly so. We have a lot of great storylines, though. What about DTR? Mr. Dorian Thompson-Robinson got past the Steelers. The Browns got past the Steelers. Justin Fields was back for the Chicago Bears. And he looked confident. The Chicago Bears looked tough yesterday. This is why we love November football. Teams are way different than they were at the beginning of September. You would have not thought the Denver Broncos would have won four in a row. You would have not thought that the Chicago Bears kept it tied with the Detroit Lions. And then the Detroit Lions rally in the fourth quarter. Jared Goff did not look good until the end of the game. And the Dallas Cowboys running past the Carolina Panthers. Everyone last week, how about the Jaguars? Trevor Lawrence creaming the Titans. Everyone was really up on Will Levis. He's now QB1. Ryan Tannehill's riding the bench. This is a lot of fun. You know what's more fun about it? I was so worried about betting yesterday on all the Sunday games because the spreads were thick. And if you've ever listened to me throughout the week on the Sports Animal or on Name Three Players during the week, I don't like a big spread. I don't like double-digit spreads. I don't even like seven and a half. And this is why yesterday, the Cowboys-Panthers were probably the only game that was blown out of the water. And a lot of people teased the points there. With the Dallas Cowboys. It was minus 10 and a half. They won 33 to 10. A lot of people I heard. A lot of betters. All, all, all across the world. Were taking, teasing up to minus 13 and a half. The Bears and Lions. Ended up being a close game. And let me tell you something. <laughs> Lion fan was hoping to get that touchdown and not a safety at the end of the game, so they cover. Chargers, Packers, Packers were underdogs. Plus three. Hey, they won by three. We like that. How about the Miami Dolphins at home and Aiden O'Connell, interim coach Antonio Pierce? Miami Dolphins were minus 14, y'all, and they only won by seven. They didn't look good, and they usually look good at home. This is November football, and this is why I stress you cannot bet a thick spread. I can't believe I didn't even start the show with congratulating Tommy DeVito. I'm just going through all these games. My head is spinning. So excited for uh, Fred and Van to join us soon from Howie's. Two men on. They're raging at the page tonight for the Kelsey Bowl. Bring your T-Swift gear. Go join them tonight. They're always giving out prizes, T-shirts. Uh, they, they give out free hot dogs. It's a lot of fun at Howie's. If you haven't been there, it's a great place. How Dommy DeVito for the New York Giants, who were who made the commanders look terrible 
like a dumpster fire, okay? The commanders were favored minus nine. Absolutely terrible. Tommy DeVito got a really good dinner from his mom, a good chicken parm probably at that. Commit the Giants, 31 to 19. I'm bringing all this up. I'm going through the games. Steelers, Browns. You didn't think a young rookie quarterback was going to come against a tough defense and hold it down? Yes, they only won by three, 13 to 10. Looking good. Browns are seven and three. The only other blowout besides the Jaguars and Titans, Cowboys, Panthers, 49ers, Buccaneers, Score might have Saint like looked like a blowout, but it was. And the Bills, Jets. If you didn't hear today, breaking news: Zach Wilson is being sat, sat on the bench. That boy is out. And this is what I love about November football. Why am I bringing this up? Why am I going all over the place? Because first of all, it's a crazy day, and I remind myself, and I'm I'm right about this. Okay, majority of the time, you don't want to bet. I'm, I'm the better. I'm the basic better of the sports animal. Your girl, Amory Castile here, kicking off the show before the boys come in, raging at the page, to remind you that we, when it gets to November and December football, the whole game changes. Narratives change. Storylines change. A team that started off hot is going completely down. A team you thought had no chance of making a wild card in the playoff is finally emerging. You could take that primetime game, for example, last night. Flankies and Broncos. Ooh. These two teams are heating up at the right time. Not a lot of people have faith in them. A lot of people don't have faith in Russell Wilson, even though he has head coach Sean Payne for the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos defense started off terribly at the beginning of the year and now look amazing. And how about the Minnesota Vikings? Josh Dobbs. Everyone thinks that's a cute story. Enough. Enough is enough. The cute story's over. He was, quote-unquote, brought down back to earth. That's the joke today because he's a, he's a rocket scientist. That's not what I think it is. I think people need to realize that Josh Dobbs is in the perfect situation in Minnesota right now and holding down the fort as some of his best players on this team is out. And they're on a five, they were on a five-win streak. They lost one. He's 2-1 and one as a Viking, and he takes on the Bears next Monday night. He can win with that team. They just got to stop the turnovers. It's going to be a fun day. We're going to talk a lot of NFL. Two Men On is going to have an amazing guest for you. I just had to come in here and kick it off strong with some NFL and some basic betting knowledge, y'all. You can check out my show, Name Three Players, on Saturdays from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., Oh, we, we, this is the craziest time of year, and betting is just going to get more and more fun as playoffs get closer and closer. I am excited to preview the Kelsey Bowl with the boys tonight and talk all sports-adjacent things, so stay tuned. You can hit them up on the text line at 505-246-0610. That's a sports animal text line, or join them on their Facebook stream app. Uh, talk ABQ, and uh, we're going to have some fun today. So stay tuned. they got a great guest for you coming up and more NFL talk. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. Big thank you to Amory Castillo for 
holding down the fort as the boys were fighting the traffic. Don't try, don't try I-40. Don't try I-40 and don't try any of the roads next to I-40 and don't try any of those roads next to those roads. No. Just hang out where you are. Yeah, just yeah. Sure. And we know you're stuck in your car right now. Cool. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate Also, it. if you're close, we're at the corner of Montgomery and Tramway. Come right hang now. out with us. Come right now. Now. <laughs> you could, uh, With this traffic, you could probably use a coldie right now. I'm, I'm telling you, Lomas is the way to go. I'm Fred Slower, Van Nunley, Jake Cassio with us. Also, Luke Markwith of Howie Sports Page. What a lineup. Always glad to be here. Amory back at the studio. She saved the day to start the day. Amory, congratulations. Oh, thank you. No, thank you. I, I'm here for you guys. It's a big deal. Helped us out a lot. Oh, just glad you guys are safe. But well, we know how big of a fan you are of uninterrupted attention, Amory. So. Well, obviously. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you had it covered. We have a special guest today. Dr. Marcus Amos will join us. He, um, he talks to top-tier athletes at universities professionally and otherwise about the dangers of, uh, well, we're talking about drug use, boys. So we're going to have a conversation about that. Um, it is important. We'll do that. Um, I don't know, here in, here in just a little bit, but first got to recap the big weekend. <sighs> Yesterday, Saturday, Saturday was the greatest day in the history of New Mexico sports. If you say otherwise, you're a liar. If you think there's a, a more important day in the history of New Mexico sports, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Both football teams victorious over legitimate opponents. We're not talking, we're not talking nothings. We're not talking, we're not talking little babers opponents. We're talking... New Mexico State showing out, the University of New Mexico proving that they're better than three wins, which we said they're on the improvement this entire time. It was a banger Saturday in the world of sports for the state of New Mexico. If you wanted to make an argument, the day that the Aggies beat Boise State in Boise and Holly Holm won, that's the only argument you could make. Lobos. Saturday. Lobos, not Lobos beat, yeah. beat Boise State. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, coming in hot here. Just got out of traffic. Yeah, thank you, Luke. Uh, that's the only argument you can make, but I'm leaning very hard into this Saturday was the greatest day in New Mexico sports. It's not even close. First SEC win against the, for NMSU, and, and first time we beat in Fresno State in Fresno since 1994. I mean, come on, you can't beat that. Just wild. And New Mexico State got paid well to do it. $1.8 million I mean, that, to that's tramp right over there. them. That's it? That's all it was? $1.8 mil? One, oh, well, oh. That's a good it's a steal. It's a steal. <laughs> Just a crazy day. That'll buy you a couple players down there in Cruces. New Mexico State Aggies at 9-3, and three and, that, I mean, uh, 21, 21 of them. Is that how many points they beat Auburn by? And Auburn, Auburn is, is that team. You know, that's that's from the conference. That's, you know, they're in the mix. They play in, in 6-5 and five now they are, you know, but they're still, I don't know, they're still covered on ESPN, which I know sounds stupid. You know, but for the first time, I think, in, in New Mexico fan and specifically New Mexico State fans, about to say, shut up, Fred, you're an idiot. For the first time, a lot of people around this country learned that New Mexico State has a football program. That's what happened on Saturday. Well, let's take it, let's take it one step further. A lot of people found out New Mexico State exists. Yeah. That New a, Mexico is a state. Yeah, <laughs> it's a state. Like, whoa, I'm going to pull out my map here. What is that in Oh, it's been there the whole time? Mm-hmm. Right there in between Arizona and Texas this whole time? And then you got a cool juxtaposition of the Lobos going to Fresno. What did you say it was? 93? Since 1994. Are you serious? Yeah, That's that we beat them in Fresno. That's too long. That's way too long. An 8-2 and two program, too? That's 20 like, years. Yeah. And they and obviously, you know, it's the way the conference works, but they beat everyone that kind of beat us up pretty bad, and we beat them. And that just kind of talks about the balance of this whole thing. And, 
I was, you know, texting Coach Danny Gonzalez over the weekend after the win, and I was, you know, hey, big win, or, you know, you know, way to go, brother. And, and he goes, it's all about the boys. Sure. And, sure. you know, and if you can – and this is going to sound so cliche. You score every quarter. You put points up every quarter. You're not giving yourself short fields. You're not running your defense out there over and over again. You're not putting your special teams out there to just try. No, that, I mean, that defense looked fresh. They were swarming the yeah. ball on every play. Scoring in the second half, too, I mean, yeah. like huge. And Krosky Merritt, I think, averaged almost 10 yards a carry. I mean, he was he was phenomenal. 9.71 yards per carry. 21 carries, 207 yards, two tutties. I know it's a team effort. If Ja'Cory didn't get a game ball and a game helmet and a game jersey yeah. and a game hug, I don't know what's going on in that locker room. Well, and, you know, Brandon Ortega was in overtime. You know, when the Lobos win, he's putting out video after video after video. You know, he captures all that stuff. And, and I was just, you know, I was just <laughs> eating was, it all up. Oh, my gosh, I was slurping Did it you up. see the video of the Fresno State fan going on, a like, a two-minute-long rant about how, like, UNM has lost to UNLV by 40 points and all this? No, and I didn't like, see it. Yeah. Oh, the, he went off. And he just, just attacking them. Yeah, attacking oh, them. I love everything about that, and and you know it was it was like a, I don't know how to say this, it, I think it was such an important day for New Mexico sport because I didn't see it coming, and you know no offense to you know Adam and Aggie fan and no offense to Adam and Lobo fan, but when I woke up on Saturday I wasn't like well I think the boys are gonna beat Auburn and Fresno State today and I'm gonna put money on both of them I did not do that boys I had a friend that put a hundred dollars on NMSU to win, and they were twenty one point underdogs Yowza. What does that work out to be? Uh, at the plus, it was uh, $100 to win, like, 475 There we go. Yeah. Let's go. Pretty good. Yeah. Start pretty the holidays off right. Pretty good. 25-17, Lobos over Fresno, 31-10. Aggies over the Auburn Tigers. Um, the Aggies almost beat Auburn by Auburn spread. Yeah. The they n- almost beat Auburn spread. The numbers are worse <laughs> than the score. The, doubled them in offense. Doubled them, did New Mexico State over Auburn. Passing yards, had them by 50. Rushing yards, controlled the ball. Over 200 of them on the ground? Are you kidding me? And I kept looking, and you and I were working. Van and I were broadcasting uh, NHL hockey at the outpost all weekend. And we just keep pulling it up. And we just keep pulling it up. We go, oh, okay, this is nice. Okay, early lead. Oh, all right, in the mix at halftime. Oh, okay, up by three. Okay, up by, okay. Okay, like, and we like we weren't able to watch it live, but as we're getting the updates, we're both going. What year is this phone in? Like, we need to check. <laughs> sure, we need to figure out what's going on here. Refresh, refresh. It was the one though. It was the one this past Saturday, and I've been in New Mexico for six years now. I think Saturday, best sports day I've ever been a part of for the state of New Mexico, with the two football programs coming out big. I'm just excited for the recruiting that's about to happen. And we and we got them in two separate sittings. We got the yeah. complete yeah. Aggie win standalone later in the evening. Complete Lobo win standalone. New Mexico sports fan got to watch every second of that double header and live out the best day of their life. I want to support everyone. I want to be pro everyone. Dylan Hopkins, uh, I loved having you here, brother. Like I love number ten. It looks good on a jersey. Like I'm excited that you're going to probably get a master's degree at the university. Uh, we can give Devin the ball every single game now. Yeah. We can give Dampier the ball forever. Sure. Like, he's the truth. He's the guy. Like, obviously playing limited moments. Um, he's the guy. Trust the run game. I think we had, and I might be wrong here, I think we had over 50 carries. What? Yes. What? 
what are we doing? Talk about running the dang ball. What, like this is this is how we're gonna do it? Because I'm in. I'm a hundred percent in on this. I know. I love old school football where you run the ball. Who needs to pass the ball anymore? You and M. Let's keep running it. It's such a weird, boring offense now, collegially in the NFL, where you get in the shotgun and you got two defensive ends and two outside linebackers that are better athletes than they've ever been at any time in the history of this game being played, rushing the quarterback every single one, and you know you can't. All you, the only time you get a big run is when you surprise someone, whenever you trick someone. Like there's no. I line up against you, you line up against me, and we or you win. Well, rookie quarterbacks in the NFL don't know what it's like to be under center anymore. Who's C.J. Stroud? <laughs> Future potential, rookie of the year. Potential MVP. Yeah, potential MVP yeah, and MVP rookie of the votes. year, C.J. Stroud. He's like when you play Madden. He's yeah. like when you get <laughs> yeah. a rookie quarterback in Madden, and you're like, okay, all of them, every award. That 50-yard dart he threw to the at corner of the end zone yesterday. To take them? Oh, my was just God. Thank God I have him on my fantasy Laser. Team. <laughs> just so wild good if, if we're having conversation about the potential outcomes of these games on friday you know we heard a little bit about hey watch out for the aggies they got a puncher's chance you know a little bit of special teams magic a couple turnovers they could pull this thing out not one person said they're gonna go into auburn and embarrass them in their house Dominate. not even the hardest hardcore of aggie fans said oh we're gonna blow them out of the water we're going to beat the ever-loving expletive out of this other football team. And Auburn fan, crying. Literally crying. You losers. I know that crying. little kid. All of, oh, I hate that little kid. Not just the kid. No. Yeah. Plenty of adults, too. Yeah. Let's not single out this one child. Yeah, they, they actually paid the San Diego Chargers super fan to come in and cry there, too. Like they, they just got them all crying. Well, I guarantee you whoever's cutting that check is crying as well. Yeah, Ooh. right. When Alabama had beat by 50 Chattanooga, like, at the exact same time, and they only had to pay them $600,000. Yeah. You know, it's and that's, like, right down the street. Yeah. Like figure it out. Yeah, I don't know if UNM is going to – or New Mexico State is going to get a payday like that ever again. Oh, they might – well – they might be. They're the force now. Yeah. Right? They're the truth. Come on. 2024 is going to be a great year for New Mexico football. You know. You're one year too late. 2023 is about, a great year. Oh, yeah, how, about, how, about, yeah. right, how about right now? How about friggin' Saturday? Yo, hey, congrats to, I'm assuming, Mario, our friend of the show down south. He's yeah. the one that negotiated that $1.8 million figure. Right. How much can you do? with 1.8 milli when you're a program like new mexico state that goes a long way it's texas a&m just cut a 76 million dollar check to get rid of their loser coach that is nothing to them no 1.8 milli to mexico state that's going to make a huge difference oh that practice is going to look so good well they're already bowl eligible right oh yeah so so they're going to do a little bit better than the quick lane bowl this year boys Uh hey hey unm one more game and we got a bowl i'm hoping new mexico bowl is going to be at msu versus unm that's not correct maybe we'll get an exception maybe there's not enough teams with six wins and they're like how about the finish of these lobos let's throw them into a bowl you got that's our only pop yeah see that happened to them last year yeah could happen us this year who they knows had a, they had a game canceled that, that they tried to reschedule i believe and that was yeah part so of did reason. so did we it's when we went to a&m well yeah <laughs> let's go to the ncaa <laughs> office and protest you know put it's, unm in a bowl game you cowards well yeah i tell you the improvement of unm the the remarkable improvement of the aggies the energy that surrounds the whole thing i think i saw a stat yesterday 49 or 50 games in a row auburn and one at home against non-conference opponents so that bad boy snapped 
You know, it's it's you're now in the conversation. And the quarterback, who we've said a lot on this program, is a little bit of a space cadet upstairs. You know, he's going out there and showing that he's really good at one thing, and that's playing football. Yeah. You know, and, and he's put it on displays, and he's incredibly athletic, and he's got a versatile offense in front of him. And what's going to accidentally end up happening is I'm going to learn the name of the receivers. I'm going <laughs> to Because like, <laughs> like, I, I kept watching from afar, and I kept going, Conference USA, Conference USA, Conference USA. Boys, it's bigger than that now. Yeah. Like, they sure. beat Auburn. Is Conference USA the new power conference? Uh, shoot, no. <laughs> <laughs> New Mexico State's won seven straight games, nine and three on the season. What were they, seven and six last year? Seven and six last year? Oh, that's too many games. I'm into it. I'm into it in a way that I want to be more braggadocious for the boys. We got a fun guest when we get back. This one is uh, this one's gonna hit close to home, boys. So we're gonna have a talk with our new friend, Dr. Marcus Amos. We're gonna talk about a workshop he's doing, he's, I believe he just did with the Lobos, but we'll confirm that. Uh, but what it is, it's opioid and prescription drug abuse. He's going to talk about it specifically as it relates to student-athletes and athletes professionally. And we're going to talk about um, some signs you should look for, and we're going to talk about some things you should never do. Because I, I think if if we can, we should. And normally we don't book guests on, on our shorter days, but uh, Dr. Amos was so nice to squeeze us in because he's off to Georgia literally tomorrow. So he's, got to, he's, he's spreading this message around the country, and we also have you uh, literally stuck in your car as it's gridlock around the city. It's two men on live from Howie Sports Page. Come hang out with your boys. We're doing halftime giveaways. We've got a whole bunch of stuff going on, free glizzies. It's going to be the spot tonight for Monday Night Football. Also, we've got a really good Monday Night Football game tonight. We'll preview that as well, recapping the weekend. Short week for your boys. We're only on until Wednesday. You know we got football on Thursday. You know we got – I think we have football on Friday. Yeah. Like it's a yeah. Whole, yeah, it's a yeah. whole thing it's this week. It's a football week. weekend. It's a whole thing. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to Beautiful and Historic Howie Sports page. Let's go, boys. Yeah. Dr. Marcus Amos joining us. He's a professor of Voorhees University, the founder of Prevention Education for Athletes in town, presenting a drug awareness and opioid awareness program. To Albuquerque High School. Dr. Amos, welcome, brother. Thank how you, thank you. you. Thank you for having me here. You want to go by Marcus? You want to go by doctor? However you want to do this. I call me Marcus. All right, Marcus. You're spreading an important message, and it, and it came to us through our mutual friend, Ned James. So Ned joined us on the program last week, and he said you were in town, and you're only in town for, you know, today. You know, you're, you're leaving tomorrow. And you're out in the community talking to student-athletes uh, just about what is going on in the world outside of the world of sports and how drugs can distract them and the and the difficulty that can be to navigate. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you talk to student athletes and what message you're giving them? Yeah, the, fir- the first thing is is, is is just making sure that we are very proactive yeah. with the information that we're giving them. Uh, and the, the second thing is uh, because you know we're all human, we're going to have to take medication, and I don't want to go at an approach where I'm vilifying. Uh, medication, uh, vilifying pain medication, but it's strictly from an educational standpoint and not just with these student athletes, but with the individuals who are going to be uh, uh, serving in a holistic care role with sure. them. That's the coaches, those are the trainers, uh, the athletic administrators. So it's everyone that needs to um, be privileged to this information. And for and foremost is because, you know, athletes go through a, a rigor a regiment. We're talking uh, preparing for season, during season, and after season, getting ready for the next season. And so this is not a one-time conversation. And my goal is not just to go in one time and talk about this. So I'm going to leave. And when I leave and the conversation stops, I want individuals who are going to be around these athletes to continue the conversation. 
And, and you mentioned being proactive. And to me, that starts with education. Because you don't know there's a problem if you don't know there's a problem. Is awareness step one in this process? Uh, I would say awareness is step one in the process. But if we can put something before step one, it would be having a regular conversation okay. with that. the athletes about the value of their body. Their body is their temple. Okay. Now, when we start talking about the medications that they might be provided legally, okay, then we get on. We, we need to start talking about awareness of what could happen if this happens. That makes sense. What sure. is it? Is that like a cocktail? Is that what you're talking about? Like, what do you mean? Like, well, it, we talk about awareness because uh, it's natural for us to uh, have to take medication. Sure. If you're an athlete, the likelihood of you not suffering an injury during your career, whether you're in high school, uh, go back to elementary school, whether you're in elementary school, high school. Uh, college, the pros, that's very unlikely. Well, Jake didn't play much, so he never had to. He never suffered an injury. Well, he might trip and fall when he get up from the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a yeah. frequent yeah. flyer at the urgent yeah. care. Yeah. He was an end guard and a tackle. He sat on the end of the bench, guarded the water, <laughs> and he would tackle anyone who came by it. It was it was a weird job, but he had it. Hey, someone's got to do it. But uh, but that's what you're talking about, right? The yes. idea that you're gonna, something's going to occur in your playing career. Yes. You're going to have to take a medication, mm-hmm. and just how important it is to understand how everything else influences. Yes, and we're talking about just the basics of being able to interpret how you're supposed to take your medication. Yeah. Because a lot of athletes, they think, you know, they'll read the bottle. The bottle says take one every three hours, but what happens if the pain is more regiment than what you expected? Then they're going to take more than what they need to. Would you say that's the biggest issue for athletes these days is, like, uh, how often they're taking the the medications? Depending on the age range that we're talking to. So you have to have a different conversation when you're talking to high school athletes or from that, uh, you know, I've talked to um, athletes as young as 13 years old. So there's a different verbiage that you have to use with them. Uh, we're talking about the college and uh, the professional athletes. You know, they know. Uh, they, they read the bottles. They're very keen with that. But the, 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 the unlikely thing of everybody's injury is going to heal differently. And pain medication is only to mask the pain. It is not to heal the injury. Dr. Marcus Amos joining us on the program. And the, the, the example from my generation, and, and I hate evoking this guy's name because of what he did in Mississippi, but, I mean, the lesson for the class is Brett Favre, right? Mm-hmm. He, he was hooked on opiates for years and years and years mm-hmm. to, to mask his pain and to keep going out on the field. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest problem, and what you're talking to students, athletes for, is when those, uh, those prescription drugs start becoming extracurricular when you do it after the injury's gone and then the addiction start. Exactly. And that's what we're trying to do because it's, it's a step-to-step process. Um, so I'll give you an example, if, if I may. If you talk, we have an athlete who suffers an injury, they're legitimately taking medication that was prescribed to them, okay? Uh, there's some things going on. Uh, pain might increase. Um, Things are not going away the way they expect it to go away, okay? Uh, they might be communicating back with their doctor or their trainer or whatever. They're, they're communicating right. But guess what? They have to go home, okay? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I've heard this from a lot of athletes, is now they're running out of medication because sometimes doctors are only going to give you so many prescriptions sure. of that particular medication. Then you're going to start seeking that medication on your own because it worked for you. Now you're starting to enjoy the euphoric feeling behind it. 
Uh, and that was just due to you having to take the medication. But there's also twofold with that. There's the euphoric sensitivity that you're going to get from taking it, and you start to like it, you start to enjoy it. So outside of the doctor's uh, confines, outside of the trainer's confines, you're going to start doctor shopping yourself or trying to get medication from a friend. Right. Well, and when you say from a friend, you know, and if I'm going to ask kind of a difficult question here, there is an athlete in the locker room with you that receives a prescription for filling your thing, uh, diazepam, oxycodone, mm-hmm. uh, oxymorphine, whatever, we, we name them all. Mm-hmm. They hoard that stuff. They collect it. Mm-hmm. And then they do what? They sell it to their buddies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's, I think it's so terrifying to me how young adults think that's like an easy grab for a couple bucks because it's just your buddy, right? You're not out on the street corner. You're not out dealing drugs to, to people. It's, it's just your buddy. You know, and you're making a couple of, and that to me is the wildest culture I've seen in athletics, be it high school, collegiate, or professional, where guys are willing to supply to each other, but often for monetary exchange. How do you speak to that when you're talking to student athletes? It's, we had that conversation at Albuquerque High, and, yeah. and here's what the issue is. Um, and I'm not going to vilify all organizations, professional organization, teams, high schools, whatever, but we have some that are victim to this. If you are monitoring that medication the way you're supposed to, there's something called a prescription, uh, electronic prescription drug monitoring program, and it prevents hoarding if you're doing the right thing. Right. So if you prescribe some medication to someone, you need to be doing pill checks. Also, there's an electronic system to where you can actually run their personal information, and it's all monitored through the um, DEA and find out if they are going to other doctors and getting medication so you can keep a record of that. And if someone is hoarding their medication and you call them back in like what you're supposed to do for a pill check and they haven't taken the medication, that means two things are going on. Is the it, is it pain really that bad? Because if it was that bad, then you would be taking the medication. I just gave you a, a week's supply of medication, and I call you back in a week later, and only one pill is gone. Right. You've only taken one pill. So what are you doing? So it's the monitoring system that needs to improve with uh, a lot of sport organizations, and you have to do that. Now, I've, I've visited a lot of organizations, and they have some great uh, individuals on staff, and they monitor that stuff to the T. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, once again, it's the process on how you monitor. Sometimes you can be a victim of assisting that person uh, in hoarding because you're not following up with them. Doctor, is that the best way to navigate that, is, like, to monitor it's the, the first step. It's the first step. And, well, not to cut you guys. And Dr. Marcus Amos joining us. Just want to make sure if you're joining us in progress, you know who's with us. Professor at Warriors University uh, just does a ton of opioid and drug awareness programs around the country. We're fortunate to have him on the program. Is there a step before that, though? Because I have a belief, and it's about, it's about mental health. It's about mental behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do, you, how do you, before the need for prescription medicine, like, connect with student-athlete, to make them understand exactly what that prescription is for, make them help them understand exactly how to utilize what is there to help them. Yeah, the first thing is, once again, we talked about being proactive. Proactive is talking to a group of people who aren't on medication. Right. Talking to a group of athletes who aren't on medication and letting them know what has happened and what has transpired in our world. We look at since 2003. That was the height of a steroid era, that we can remember. Okay, that was the first year where I said to myself, um, we need more education on opioid uh, uh, addiction and education. But I got a lot of resistance because people wanted to just focus on, hey, let's deal with the steroid problem. We'll get back to that. Sure. So the, the first step is not waiting until it is a problem. It's having a conversation because you're going to go through those regimens in preparation 
where you, you might need the medication or you might not. Another thing that you said, and I want to comment on, is that one major issue that we have in the U.S. with a lot of education processes with our athletes, and I mentioned at the beginning, it's a one-time deal. And the awareness piece comes when don't have this conversation just one time mm -hmm. because injuries are going to consistently happen. You have to constantly have these conversations. Every time someone is given a new prescription, you've got to still have that same conversation of what could happen. Well, and not to cut you off, man, I'm so sorry. But are you talking about, like, poly use? Are you talking about, like, multiple? Poly, Dan, poly is not what you think it is. Because in the world you live in, Dan, <laughs> poly is a different sort of relationship. But I'm, I'm, talking to, I'm, talking about mixing, I'm talking about mixing different cocktails and medications, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah poly use. So, so technically, poly substance, if you are a poly substance user, technically it's you're using multiple substances with different effects. Sure. So you're losing an upper and a downer, Okay. Um, so you have a lot of individuals who are clinicians right now. If you say poly to them, even if it's not different effects, if it's multiple substances, they'll attach poly to it. Right. Uh, so up and down. But our issue right now is um, is the respiratory depressants that athletes are stacking on top of each other. So they're taking pain medications because they have an injury. So when you're not playing, you're anxious to play again. Okay. Anxiety sets in, depression because you're not playing. Now, for some reason, you are... Uh, prescribes another medication to deal with that, and it could be an anti-anxiety medication, Xanax, things of that nature, Arapazolone. That's another respiratory depressant. That's when the education piece needs to continue because you have two respiratory depressants at that time that you're putting in your body. Now you're still out there partying. And you're drinking alcohol. Sure, sure. Yeah. It's another respiratory depressant. So you have three respiratory depressants that you're stacking on top of each other. It doesn't mean that you're going to overdose and die because of that. But the likelihood is great if you don't have the type of respiratory system that's not uh, strong enough to handle that. And that's why when we talked about the first step at the beginning of this conversation is the first step is having the conversations before anyone is on this stuff. Yep. If you know they're prone to it because of their profession. How do you have that uncom uh, uncomfortable conversation in the first place? Like me, for example, I've been prescribed opioids for sports injuries. And I've also, to take my mask off for a second, have been an addict historically. I'm very lucky. I'm one of the lucky ones. Had a support network uh, clean for years and years and years. But how do you have that first uncomfortable conversation if you know you have a friend in need, a student athlete in need, family member, et cetera, et cetera? Okay. Well, if, if, if that, that could come in so many different settings because I've, I've had that conversation from a private standpoint to where, hey, um, my boyfriend, he's a student athlete. And this comes from another athlete who's in right. the room, and he's dealing with that. What do I do? And I've had the conversation finish for someone to say, and he's thinking about killing himself. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it, it, you name it, I've had that conversation with someone. But if you're talking about someone who might volunteer to tell me uh, that athlete one-on-one -on -one to say, hey, this is the problem I'm dealing with. Uh, How is it affecting you? How can we get you some help? But the first thing is they got to want some help. Right. Okay. And if they're coming to you and they're, they're verbalizing because uh, being addicted to any substance is a private matter to people. And I haven't seen too many people uh, in the 20-some years that I've been dealing with this that have verbalized and opened up about what they're doing that didn't want help. Sure. And now it's on the scale of where do we start, okay? What type of damage has been done with this? Um, what are the, who are the players involved, the stakeholders involved to support you? Uh, in reference to an athlete, 
does your coaches know? Or do you want your coaches to know? Is this a private matter that we need to deal with on another level? So there's a plethora of things that you have to consider when we come down to that. Dr. Amos, uh, just greatly do we appreciate you for sitting down with us. This is a big deal. We, we talk about this subject matter all the time, um, and obviously we talk about it as, it as it comes up in the news. You know, we can talk about Tyler Skaggs, and we can talk about we, – we can just fill in names. We can fill in names all day of guys that have suffered. And, and I own a pro wrestling promotion, you know, and the amount of pro wrestlers who have died from a combination of, of different prescription drugs is, is too damn high. Um, but for you to sit down and shed a little light on it with us is great. Obviously, we're up against it. What is your best outlet if someone gets a hold of you? What is the best way for a friend of our show to reach out to you, uh, either for your services or information? Here's what I do. I, I, I like to come straight to the hub of it. I'll, I'll give you my number. Yeah. My number is 505-319-4041. That is the best way to get in touch with me. And I'll tell you that is because I am limited. We're going on social media yeah. to find out who's contacting me. Right. Uh, my phone is my social media. The other thing is that um, um, our goal right now is to serve as many people as possible. There's no financial barriers with this. Right. Uh, so the only thing I can promise individuals, if I'm contacted, uh, and the need to give this education, we'll figure it out and get around any financial barriers no matter what part of the country I, I am in right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd like to just um, thank, um, you know, the individuals who've connected me with, uh, that, with, with these opportunities to be able to assist individuals financially. Uh, Mr. Scott Carruthers, uh, former um, director of African-American Student Services at UNM, yep. who introduced me to Josh Jones with Velocity Bio Group and uh, Ms. Desiree McFall, who who provided me with a substantial assistance with a grant, and that way I can help individuals and get to where they are if there are any financial barriers. So I want to thank them a lot. Dr. Marcus Samos, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for taking the time. In my words, not Dr. Marcus Amos, bleep the Sacklers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Two men on, live from Howie Sports Page, 95.9 FM and AM 6. And I want to thank Ned, too. Ned James, James. the sports animal. Live from Howie Sports Page. I just got a bunch of text messages saying thank you, Dr. Marcus Amos, so let's go on that. That's nice. Luke Markwith back with us. Luke, you had a banger of a sports weekend here at Howie's, huh? Oh, it was fantastic, and the energy in here was just wonderful. How'd your Packers do? They squeaked it out. Isn't that wild? Sure did. They squeaked it out. Against the struggling Chargers team. Yeah, it looked like Bosa's out and, and just, yeah. Justin Herbert is uh, hating everyone on his team. Yeah. He hates all his teammates. He hates them. I saw it. He threw the ball right in the ground. He's like, I hate you. I, I hate you. And that may have been more for the coach than the teammates. Yeah, but. Brandon Staley's on the hot seat. Oh, he's got to be gone. Yeah. He should have been gone two years ago. Especially it's, if it's, it's not Justin Herbert's problem. It is in all facets of the game for the Chargers. Like, I'm glad my Packers, known Jaguars fan, Van Nunley, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that uh, his other Packers won. But I thought the Chargers going to win that one handily, and they had a chance to go down there and win. Big drop. I mean, what was the, was the moment too big for that young wide receiver? Is it just a series of errors that it's just, we'll use it as a verb, all chargery now? I think the biggest issue with the Chargers is their medical staff. I don't know what's going on over there, man, but everybody gets hurt. Tried to kill Terod Taylor. They super tried <laughs> yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah. Tried you to know? kill a guy. And, like, 
you know how they released that uh, that whole players review about like uh, their teams. The Chargers are dead last when it comes to their medical. Well, and that's not new. I mean, we just had Dr. Marcus Amazon. You want to go all the way back to 1997? You want to go all the way back to Philip Rivers? You want to go all the way back to drug addiction? Mm-hmm. We could have that conversation starting a long time ago. Long time. We're predicting Monday Night Football whenever we get back. Because you know the boys are at Howie's Sports page. You know when we're at Howie's Sports page, we're watching Monday Night Football. The Eagles have won a bunch. They've lost one. The Chiefs have won a bunch. They've lost two. And we'll pick that big winner tonight. That's going to be a lot of fun. we got halftime giveaways. we got uh, Glizzies, which is what Jake calls hot dogs. Uh, what else we got? Fellowship. We'll have a ton of that. Uh, Luke, what did I miss? I mean, we just have that Howie's magic. Yeah, okay, know? yeah. <laughs> it's cold outside, but it's warm in Howie's. Yeah. Also, this is either the last or next to last place, and not only Albuquerque, but the world, that will serve you a pitcher with a frozen mug right next to it. Yes. That in my mouth. <laughs> Big thank you to the Outpost Ice Arenas who hosted Van and I all weekend. We did nine hockey games. We made about a million new friends of the show. Stoked. Hockey moms are into us, boys. <laughs> Luke, I got a stack of hotel key cards. You wouldn't believe. Beautiful. <laughs> Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Now betting for the Sports Animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Is this a Taylor Swift? Is that what this is? Is that what this is? The Ares Tour. I'm asking for real. I don't know. I think this is because I think this is the one where Travis Kelsey's playing guitar. This is walkout music? It's not Swift. It's not. Are you sure? Because I don't know. I don't know either. It says bumper music. I could see <laughs> Travis Kelsey playing a flying V guitar and a fake mullet. To I that see song. Jason Kelsey doing that. Jason Kelsey's a drummer. Come on. Let's be real. He has a Christmas album coming out again. Uh, Who does? Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. Why did you say the word again? Because you he haven't heard a, the first one? You haven't heard the what first you, one? Yeah. What are you two going on about? He has a holiday album. Who? Jason, Jason Kelsey, Kelsey and all the all the linemen of the Eagles from last Shut season. Up, yeah, dude. hold on, Amory. Can you confirm that? I don't need you to. Yes, confirm I'm gonna pull it. it up. I need. Yeah, exactly. I need you to play it, Amory. Hey, is He's it a great like, singer? He sounds like Creed. Is it originals or is it like? That, that's kind of a covers counteractive statement. There. Yeah, he's a great singer. He sounds like Creed. Yeah, no one says Scott Stapp is a great singer. Maybe yeah. not you guys. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great painter. He paints like Hitler. Scott. <laughs> he's getting so defensive yeah. that we're dragging Creed yeah, do through not, the muck. Yeah, do not. Which put, we should. Adolf and Scott Staff do not belong in the same sentence. All right. I'll give you that. Now, one. why did you say dragging him through the muck when you could have said dragging him through the human clay? <laughs> <laughs> they do suck. They suck bad. No, they're so good. When we were doing hockey this weekend at the Outpost Ice Arenas, we did nine games over the course of three days in AHL hockey. I kept going, Van, 
what would it sound like <laughs> if this celebrity broadcasts hockey? And I would be like, what I'd be like, man, what would it sound like if Arnold Schwarzenegger was here <laughs> broadcasting hockey? And then Van would have to do one of his million impressions. Yeah, you take the puck into the corner, the pass across the crossbar, get to the power play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did that. We exhausted that. Oh, bit. We, we wore it out. I was like, Van. What would it sound like if the Sham Wow guy was broadcasting <laughs> hockey? Loud. And it's like, I don't have access to cocaine right now. <laughs> oh, man, we are the worst at broadcasting hockey. But also, if you tuned in, NHLTV.com, thank you. Uh, I don't believe we'll be asked back. I don't think Stan saved our numbers after that one. Um, if we're going to call, like, a very big, important, high-stakes game, I don't think our phone's going to ring. No, we're not the guys. But we're kind of perfect for what we did. Yeah, we were very good at this very niche thing that we did. Um, I can't tell you who won the thing. I don't know. But I can tell you at the end. Uh, oh, and the, the ceiling's so low at the outpost ice arena, boys. Um, the players would flick the puck, and it would hit the, what are those called, man? Crossbeams. The crossbeams over the, the ice. Rafters. Yeah. Oh, that's the word we needed. A Is rafter. It a rafter? Yeah. <laughs> so Van was like, all right, I'll tell you what. If another puck hits this crossbeam we're donating to saint jude and it was like the very next play (laughs) how much money do you owe hold on so we already did it so we started creating a tally of every time like a puck hit a crossbeam fred are you referring to crossbeams for dreams which is what we were calling it (laughs) so then all these uh hockey moms on the twitter and hockey dads they were like hey we'll match you guys like we'll like whatever so we ended up raising like hundreds of dollars for saint jude on like a van one-off of, of cross beams for dreams. So it was a good little weekend. So big thank you to the, to the Alpha Ice Arena. So also, we were doing so well. Ryan Laughlin comes out, who's KOB, obviously. So he comes out. He's like, hey, can I run a story on you guys? Like, like doing hockey? We're like, wild, weird, let's do it. And then he ends up asking us like a couple Mountain West questions. Yeah. And that ends up being the whole story. Then <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even make it about us calling hockey like a couple weirdos yeah. who know nothing about hockey and raising money for St. Jude. Surprise, surprise, with the Lobos' big win, it ended up being about the Mountain yeah. West Conference. And I'm cutting, like, a pro wrestling <laughs> promo on, like, how, the pa- how, like, the Tupac doesn't want the smoke of, like, the Mountain West, yeah. and they all quit because they knew this was going to happen. And Ryan's like, yeah, we'll put that in. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> Super cool, Ryan. Nice. We got to predict the game, boys. Philadelphia Eagles are traveling all the way to Kansas City, which is Missouri. Jake, so you know. It's not, yeah, not, yeah, not Kansas. Kansas yeah. yeah, on the other side of the river. Well, they will play the Chiefs. That is the tonight game. Um, I mean, it's about as even matched as you can find two teams. I mean, this is this in theory should be even. the best game of the year. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory or covering plus two and a half. That's what I got them at. I would like to buy that one up to plus three and a half and be pretty confident with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think the Chiefs have what it takes to beat this team. They do. They have Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he's very And good. his girlfriend, Taylor Swift, in attendance. They, They're she undefeated. Won't be there. She won't be there. Oh, well, she left, not, she left, she left Brazil. She's not coming, Amory? Eh, no. She's supposed to reschedule her show for tonight because she lost a Swifty on Friday due to heat oh, exhaustion. What? What yeah. part of Brazil? Oh, it's uh, summer in Brazil. Yeah. That, hey, the hemispheres screw me up. Mm-hmm. The, the toilets flush the other way. That's not true. That's, a, that's, that's a very moment. true. It's, it's 
100% not. It's a misnomer. Old wives. You ever yeah, been to the other side too. of the hemisphere? I know how water works. It I goes just, the other way. It's not true. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> the Simpsons this man doesn't go down south, and it shows. I mean, I've been to Mexico. I mean, that's, that, on the, that's on our same hemisphere. I don't know what part I was in. I mean, does it? Does it cross over? I mean, if you're by that Guatemala border, sure. Maybe. I got some bad news for you, Fred. Yeah. South America isn't southern Mexico. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. that's, yeah. that's central. It's a whole other continent. Yeah. They got their own countries and everything. So I got the Chiefs at home is what I'm trying to get to, boys. So, yeah, give me the, give me the Travis Kelsey-led Kansas City Chiefs over the Jason Kelsey-led uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I don't, I don't. Actually, I don't even think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be what? the Chiefs. Really big. I think at home, they're no. going to pull out all the stops. They know no. that everyone's watching. You know how important primetime football is. Um, they are the better team. They will, be, they will win by a lot. I trust in Jalen Hurts' horse stance when he takes the snap <laughs> because of how hard Jason Kelsey throws that rock to him. Okay. Okay? And because of that, Jalen Hurts is going to have to be more involved in the game mentally than Patrick Mahomes will. Well, I stand in solidarity with young Jake Cassio and friend of the show, David Weesey Carl, mm-hmm. who, surprise, surprise, on the Sports Animal text line, said, go birds. All right. He's and there. Of, he's there. a bunch of he's eagle emojis. Oh, he's tailgating, and he responded to the live Yeah, he's, he yeah. is at the game. I love that. I heard. David Weesey Carl brought a 80-inch television with him, and he's streaming us right now from the Eagles' tailgate. As I'm predicting, the Eagles lose. <laughs> I got the Eagles winning in a close one. Same. Uh, I think uh, as far as we've really ran the refs through the muck so far this season, I think this is one of the games where they're going to air quotes, <laughs> let them play. <laughs> so I think it's going to be really close the whole way through. Um, I like the under. Oh, I think a lot of but defense, you're gonna let, but they're gonna let defense play. is gonna shine. See, yeah. I'm predicting over 15 flags per team. My goodness, 15. Boy, yeah. we're never leaving Howie Sports page tonight. Which, guess what? I don't mind. Oh, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Markwith, who do you got in the big one tonight? Uh, I think the Chiefs pull it out. I think it's close, but I think the Chiefs pull it out at home. I don't think it'll be close at all. I don't think it'll be close either because the Eagles are going to stomp them. No. Tell you about my There's no stomping. Rice. There's so many studs. Travis Kelsey, he's going to have a career day. They, the Chiefs have like three studs on their teams while the Eagles' whole roster is studs. And here comes Taylor Swift with two bad knees. She's not coming tonight. She's rescheduled her show in Brazil. I think Taylor Swift should just get its roster spot, be the third running back, man. Yes, I agree. Also, mm-hmm. what is this? What is this? Meet the parents stuff I'm hearing about. Is this like a sequel? Or is <laughs> yeah. is Disney shooting a movie here? Well, I heard Taylor finally talked to uh, Papa Kelsey. Who's that? The father of Jason? Travis and uh, Jason. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. yeah. And now the yeah. now they're all Free, meeting tonight. Freeze that seed. Is he estranged? Because we never <laughs> saw him at the Super Bowl when we kept trying to dodge Donna Kelsey yeah. left and right. He's not allowed to talk to the media because of political January sixth. No. Never they just they don't forget. want him talking to the media. <laughs> and Travis Don Kelsey. Is such a sweetheart. It's more of a Cousin Eddie situation, I think. Oh, <laughs> okay. gotcha. we get the good, gotcha. holiday, good holiday reference. Hey, Marie, who you got tonight? Um, I have the Eagles. I think they have a better running game and a better defense, better overall roster. Yes, the Chiefs have home field advantage. But Jason Kelsey hasn't beat his brother yet, and I think it's time. It's due. I'm taking the Eagles plus two and a half as well. It's time. Yeah, it's time. And, Amory, yeah, I agree. You left out a very important part. Number one, 
Taylor Swift not going to be there. Same. Number two, Same. they're not playing in State Farm Stadium this time. Mm-hmm. They got to cheat for the Chiefs. Guys. I just have a feeling. A, it's literally Patrick Mahomes' stadium. <laughs> well, well, there's going to be a new Kelsey that's in charge of Arrowhead tonight. And My go-to Jason. website. Yeah. They usually and has, it's Rick. <laughs> my go-to website that usually has the spread is not pulling up in front of me. What's the spread tonight? Two and a half. Two and a half. What's the over-under? 45 and a half, I'm guessing. Jake, you don't have this memorized. I'm disappointed. I know. 46. Uh, okay. Close. I'm close. Yeah. So, all right, hear me out. Take the Chiefs. Take the over. And if you can parlay in a Travis Kelsey receptions, take the over on that, and I don't care what it is. It's that type of night. I'm betting anytime touchdown Jason Kelsey. Oh, I like that <laughs> one. Yeah, big man's getting the rock. Oh, okay. That's got some great odds on that one. Oh, yeah, plus like $4 billion. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we step away. Whenever we get back, we say goodbye to our friend Hawk. We'll do that live from Howie's Sports page. Just two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports animal. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own. Oh, fast forward is a good part. Super hated now. Creed. Little blue-eyed soul from Kelsey. <laughs> uh, I'm going oppo here. That's the voice of a GD angel, boys. Okay. That is fantastic work from Jason Kelsey. Preach on I there. had no idea. Was it him singing or just the just his beard? Not so sure. His chest hair. <laughs> oh. For the uh, for the second week in the row, boys. Uh, we say goodbye to our friend Hawk. If you are a friend of our show and you've been to any of we're out in the community like four or five days a week. It's something stupid, including our radio show and pro wrestling. Um, Anthony Hawk Hawkins was uh, a, a, a long, an early adapter. He was day one-ish to the program when we were doing weekends. Uh, he would be here at Howie's every Monday night. Oh, yeah. It was at pro wrestling with us last Thursday. Um uh, a, a, a storyteller and a, and a beautiful and brilliant person. And this this past weekend, he passed on. And um, here at Two Men On, we just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to him and all the support he showed us for so many years. We we get a lot of fans who to show up and hang out and say hi, give us a high five, tell us thank you for what we've done for them, entertaining them. Hawk came here to Howie Sports page right here, feet from where I'm sitting right now, just to meet us. And in a short year, turned from a friend to a, a, a countner and all the way to a, a real, real-life friend that I appreciated everything about him. When, when you lose somebody, I know the, the first snap is, is how you feel. And how 
the loss makes you feel. And I feel like a piece has been taken from me because he was a real friend and a real person, not only to me, but more than me, the joy that he gave all of our friends. And we just smashed friend group after friend group after friend group together. And he was always the life of the party. And he made everyone smile, whether it was telling stories or telling jokes or, you know, whipping people around the dance floor. Always had that big smile, that great laugh. And he made you feel like you're the most important person on earth. And now he's not with us anymore. And friends of the show, we had no idea he was struggling because he was so happy and he was such a beacon of light. But if you have a friend that you think is struggling, do not hesitate to reach out and tell them you love them because sometimes it's going to be too late and you're not going to have that chance. So embrace your loved ones and cherish every second because they're not always going to be around for you to tell them. Love you, Hawk. Yeah, you just you, you don't know the struggles people are going through and, and they don't always show it. I mean, he never did. I, I had no clue. He was just here every monday night and so happy and so he didn't drink anymore but he loved being in the scene he loved being here he, he was a big fan of you guys hawk and i go way way back my brother was an usher in his wedding 20 years ago i mean this one this one hurts um just you know be good to people because you don't know what what anybody else is going through on a daily basis and and uh and i don't know we're gonna miss him being uh the newest member of this show he was the first friend of the show to come up to me and say that he believed in me and always gave me a little motivational pep talk every time I ran into him. And you don't get that a lot in life. Um, you know, somebody that's going to believe in you and give you that motivational speech. And, you know, being a young man, hearing that from somebody that's been involved with the show for so long meant so much to me. And, you know, you never know what people are truly going through. And, you know, like Van said, you know, Always check in on your friends and make sure that they're doing okay. And, you know, some people hide their struggles a lot better than others. And, you know, it's just it's best to have that community around you. And don't forget that you always do have that community with you. You know, the holiday is interesting. You know, the holiday brings it out. And, yeah. you know, how it, everything seems magnified. Everything seems amplified. Um, but if you can... You should uh, take the time to find those around you. Take the time to appreciate those around you. Uh, also, there's always support available. Call or text 988. It's that easy. Like if you're in a moment in your life where you need, it's 24 hours a day, 988. If you want to learn before you do, 988nm.org. There are options. There are people to support. And there are individuals out there that will help you understand that right now maybe you maybe you don't want tomorrow to come because you don't know how to get through today and and they will help you with that process and um and you can you can find that help if you're looking for it so thank you to our friend hawk thank you for everyone for letting us share we'll be right back man stayed up all night watching f1 he's a loser I'll tell you all about my regrets tomorrow on the program. What was that word you tried to use when describing Hawk? Uh, the middle group of our friendship, I was going to call him a cohort, and yeah. I have no idea uh, in my grief-filled rambling what that word I said. Well, I think me and you should go square dancing. I'm in. Final words, boys? 
Thank you, Hawk. Yep. Reach out to your loved ones. Tell them you love them and you miss them and you're there for them. Because they might not always be there. Luke, Glizzy's? Glizzy's for sure. They're uh, grilling as we speak. Let's go. Rage at the page. Monday Night Football tonight. And also just got on that same note. If anybody doesn't have anybody to spend Thanksgiving with, we are open. We put out a big spread, and we would love to see you. Don't spend it alone.